next. Ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. G'day from JT and welcome to another edition of Talking Greyhounds as we kick off our long weekend. Big night of activity is out at Horsham. Their rich Group 2 Horsham Cup has attracted a pretty good field with uh, just a lazy $47,000 as the first prize money. Let's welcome in Simone Fisher. Howdy, Simone. Good morning, John. Gee, haven't we been spoilt with racing over the last week? Uh, yes, we have uh, been blessed with uh, a couple of sensational performances, which I'm sure we're going to touch on in the show. Speaking of which, what's on the agenda today? Well, today I'll be talking to Tom Daly after the Daly Camp took out their fourth Australian Cup win and also trainers Michael Carter and Dustin Drew about their chances in the Horsham Cup final tonight. Look forward to hearing from those people. Let's start off, as we always do on the show, with the news of the week. What's been making news some well, it's old news now, but last Saturday night we saw an outstanding night of racing at the Meadows with two sensational greyhounds taking out their respective Group 1s, uh, 200 metres apart in distance, the 525 and the 725, but two equally impressive runs. So Super Chase and Hecton Bale at two and a half years old. He claimed his first Group 1 uh, in awesome style, really, from Box 8, almost a, a replica of last year's run with Phantom Bale jumping from Box 8 and people not writing her off but she was about eight dollars and just the fact that lack of early speed trying to get across the field but Mm. it all worked out perfectly for Hecton because he got that cart into the race when Hasten slowly flew out and uh, when he picked him up you sort of thought oh I think we've got our winner here and it was a matter of times and margins. I agree with that it was almost like a Formula One race when those two greyhounds got away from the rest of the field some of the Major fancies, raw ability, chasing crackers in trouble. They were out of it then. But uh, the thing that surprised me about Hecton Bell, and I'll be interested in, in Tom Daly's comments, the, the, the time recorded, they don't usually run those in finals, Simone. In a heat, yes, yes. but 29.50 and change, that's, that's a super run. Oh, it was a super run, and that's what we all just do. Look at the semaphore board, don't we, when he was that far out in front and... He had he had no competition. It ended up like being a, a solo trial and, like you say, a Formula One race where he was just in front and powering home. But he deserved it. He's been a very impressive pup, very consistent. And early in his career, he ran a 29-26 mm. at Sandown. And uh, he began – he won on his debut at the Meadows too. He ran about a 30-24. and 24. That was about September last year. So um, very exciting young pup and – I'm sure he'll be heading to the Easter egg next week in the heats. And then also, of course, Fanta. Well, this is the other end of the uh, the yeah. equation, isn't it? Of course, that's Hecton's first group one. This is Fanta Bale's ninth. Nice. It's, it, it's, uh, we, we, use, we use so many superlatives, and I'm, I'm sure that Rob must just shake his head sometimes and just wonder how good this greyhound actually is and where she now sits in the all-time greats. Well, she must be with her versatility, and she doesn't win. Right, she doesn't put her competition to the sword, Simone. She just beats them yeah. narrowly, but yeah. consistently. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a greyhound a as versatile and b as consistent, and then to cap it all off, the race smarts. She's unbelievable, isn't she? Just, like she's like she's unbelievable. Her, her strategic <laughs> ability to place herself in a race is just. She's got a sixth sense. There's no doubt about it, Simone. You've, you've, she must have. You've been closer to greyhounds than I have, but but she is an absolute jet. She is, and I, I keep thinking um, perhaps one of us could make some money, John, if we could come up with a word for the Oxford Dictionary that hasn't actually been invented to describe <laughs> put, this greyhound. Just put a, just put a picture in there. <laughs> yeah, so how much probably. is she? How much has she won now? Uh, One point three six million dollars. 
That's, that is absolutely an astounding it's, amount of money. It is. And, I was being, and it's not over yet. No, because he's got the Sandown Cup coming up. Um, and oh, there was another race. I, I think Wentworth Park, there's a race coming up as well. Mm. And and when you look at her, she's sound because she's not getting uh, knocked around in her races. So you would expect as long as she pulls up well from the race, which she obviously isn't getting injuries in the race or nothing major. And if she stays safe in the catching pen... Mm. Uh, she's not getting buffeted like in the sprint races. And like you say, she she's not winning by 10 lengths. She's winning by just enough. And mm. she's not always breaking track records, but uh, she's just phenomenal. Yeah, she is. And I like the fact that on the Talking Greyhounds icon, that's who we've got on our little show icon, yes, Fan, Fan, Fan de Bale. Bale. And uh, she, is, she is the winks of Greyhound racing. Make no mistake. She, she is, is a very marketable commodity. And uh, she is doing great things for our sport. She is. I was actually talking to Paul Wheeler during the week, and um, he just can't even think of words to describe her either. He just, you know, unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I know, I know, we, I know, and we'll move on to the Horsham Cup in just a moment. We, <laughs> we, we, we do, we do gush sometimes, but it, I, think I think we we're are allowed to. <laughs> I think we are seeing something very special. So, if you think about from the thoroughbred perspective, we've had Black Caviar, Mackay Diva, and Winks since the turn of this century. We've had Miata, Fanta Bale. Fernando Bale since the turn of the century for greyhounds. We've been jolly well blessed here. We sure have, and I think we sometimes forget about what, like you mentioned, Miata, Fernando, Dinah Double One. Yep. We forget about those greyhounds because we're caught up in the moment, but I just think we're so privileged, mm. aren't we? Well, that is the word. We privileged. are absolutely privileged. Yeah, we are. Horsham Cup, tell us about it. Okay, so five heat to the Horsham Cup. We're running one last Saturday night, uh, with, or Friday night, with the five winners and the three fastest seconds gaining a start into the final. $47,000 in for, for first prize, like you mentioned. Aston DB has come up with the pink. Jimmy Neewob in the red. So that's already a great contest in yep. itself. A terrific field. So it's the first time that the Cup is to be run over the 485 metres at the new track. But the home straight's still very long. Long, long home straight. <laughs> it is. Uh, unfortunately, Alpha Lucky has been scratched. And pending no more scratchings this morning, Gregorovich will jump from box six, which um, mm. perhaps isn't as favourable for the connections of Solitary Girl because he does have some pace, whereas Alpha Lucky wasn't that quick early. But uh, we'll touch on that with Dustin Drew shortly. Mm. So I, can, I can see Jimmy out in front and Aston reeling him in. That, that's my prognosis. Uh, yeah, possibly. Um, and the one I like and catch up with Michael Carter as well is Tiempo De Niro. Mm. I think okay. He was a qual- fastest qualifier, but he will have to repeat what he did mm. in his heat, and that's fly out and, uh, yeah, just get a really good start early. Mm. What else has been happening? Well, last week I spoke of Bruce Tycoon, who had retired after 130 starts but had called him Bruce Almighty. Now, Peter Riley, kennel foreman for Robert Britton, I know he listens to this show, he, he sent me a message. It's Bruce Tycoon, not Bruce Almighty. <laughs> and, you know, do you know, I'd actually already listened. I was, um, I'd listened to, the, listened to myself back and I thought, oh, shivers, I shouldn't have said that. And anyway, so I'm making amends and apologising for calling the almighty Bruce uh, Bruce Almighty instead of Bruce Tyke, <laughs> but the name does fit, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for so, your call. What about the launching pad? So the launching pad heats kick off this Thursday at Sandown. It's a three-week series for greyhounds who've had one to thirty starts and only one to six wins. Uh, the final is Easter Thursday, worth one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and also Ooh. the Easter gift is on that night worth twenty-five thousand. Uh, I think it's a terrific concept for young greyhounds. Yeah, definitely. Limited wins as well. Mm. So you're not getting your Group 1 winners already coming in. Correct. It's a launching pad. It's launching new talent. What about Uh, the Easter egg? 
Well, nominations have closed. The heats will be run next Saturday, so I guess we'll see the fields come out shortly. It's another three-week series at Wentworth Park, and I'm sure we'll have lots of Victorian representation. For sure. And finally, John, um, I mentioned it last week. I'll mention it again. Sandown are hosting a Greyhound Community Adoption Day next Saturday, the 17th. It's a free event with free activities, free food giveaways, and there'll be 22 Greyhounds up for adoption. It's celebrating GAP's 22nd year also. Registrations are essential and there are limited tickets. So for anyone that's looking to find out about the breed, not necessarily go home with a greyhound, although that might be hard. Um, yes. <laughs> just to find out and see if it's the right great, right dog for you to have as a pet, um, people are encouraged to go along. That's next Saturday out at Sandown. All right, uh, you are tuned to Talking Greyhounds here on RSN 927. Let's hit the phones and have a chat to a pretty happy Tommy Daly. <laughs> What's making news around the kennels? Good morning, Tom. Uh, a week on almost from the Australian Cup win, and uh, has the reality sunk in yet that it's your fourth Australian Cup? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Everything settled down back to normal. I guess the next morning you would have got home, and even that night, putting dogs away, feeding up, all the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. Just get back to normal. But yeah, it was exciting. It was good. Uh, it was good to win. He, he ran a good race. This is uh, Hecton Bale, of course, that we're talking about. Last week or prior to the final when I interviewed you, you, you were very uncertain about him drawing box eight. You, you weren't overly confident. You weren't riding him off. But it just played out beautifully, didn't it, at box rise with Hayston slowly beginning so well and finding the rails. Yeah, as I said last week, he, he needed to get a run out wide. He wasn't going to get out real flash, and he got out pretty ordinary. But it was, as you said, Hayson was slowly went straight across the field, and they all sort of bunched up a bit. And before you could blink, he was up to second, which was uh, being as strong as he was as long as they didn't touch him. He was right in the race, and he got around the first turn just behind the Hayson slowly, and then just went bang. He went good and just exploded away. Once he had the clear run, he, he, he's, quite a, he's a, quite a powerful dog. He sure is. Uh, geez, early in his career, he ran that twenty nine twenty six at Sandown. He's won over the five ninety five there as well, and also the six hundred at the Meadows. When did he sh- start showing you during pre training that he was a little bit better than uh, average? Yeah, um, we know we just start start off slowly with them and uh, progress with what we normally do. And uh, yeah, he he showed that he could really run pretty well straight away. Is it tempting then to hurry them along and get them started on the track earlier, or do you just say no? I'll just take my time and wait till the dog's really ready. Um, we basically go through the same process with all young dogs when we're bringing them up, whether they can run or they run fast times or they can run run slow times. Some dogs take a while to uh, hit their straps, uh, others show straight away, and other dogs are just slow to start off with, but and stay let stay that way. But we just go through the same process. We give every dog the same opportunity and. Um, to see what happens uh, at the end. Well, you've certainly got a very handy chaser on your hands, Tom. Um, he loves the Meadows too. He's had 11 starts there now for six wins and four placings, which is quite ironic for a greyhound that doesn't race on the speed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Some dogs, they're strange. Some dogs like different tracks. Some dogs like Meadows. Some dogs like Sandown. and might like Ballarat, other different tracks. But uh, it's good, good when you find a dog that likes a city track. Well, that's where the money is. It's good. Well, that's exactly what you want. And when, yeah. and when they um, when they just absolutely blitz a field like the final of the, the Australian Cup final, um, like it was a pretty hot field, and he ran a twenty nine fifty seven. He just made those greyhounds look second rate. I mean, they don't come along very often. 
you know, I know in a race like that, and you're looking at it the way he won the race, you think to yourself, but when he got to the first turn, he was so close, and I thought, and then he went past eight and slowly, like I said, I thought, oh, he should win this race, and I kept you thinking to yourself, oh, is this really happening? Because he just did it so easily, but sometimes things go your way, and it was just one of those one of those races, so it turned out beautifully. It sure did. It's not unlike Van der Bale's run last year, where she began from box eight, and people had written her off because of her lack of early speed against the sprinters, and the same thing virtually happened for her. Um, the greyhounds went across, and she got got that break early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the old saying that you can't win the race if you're sitting home in the kennel. And he was in the race, so it was obviously some sort of chance as long as things went his way. And just fortunately, they did. They did. Uh, Easter egg heats are next Saturday night. Has he been nominated for those? Yeah, he has, yes. Yeah, he'll be exciting, I think, around Wentworth Park as well. And then what do you do, Tom? You've got the option. You've got a very strong greyhound. Like I said, he's won over the 600 metres at the city tracks. He was in the Rookie Rebel final and he's, you know, sensational sprinter. Where do you think you'll start leaning towards taking him? Um, well, at this stage, I'll just, we'll, we'll just um, go for the Easter egg first and then just uh, see how we go. Um, with the times he can run over 500, um, unless he can run a real strong 700, there's not much future going 600. You get, there's not that many races um, so it's probably better to keep him to 500, especially with the, the prize money on offer over the 500 distance. But um, we'll just see how he progresses. He, as I say, he doesn't get out very well. So if he starts getting getting belted about in his races, he, he might we might be forced to step him up and see how he goes. Oh, well, whatever you do, Tom, he'll be an exciting greyhound to watch. I've been a bit of a fan of his right from the start. That 29-26 uh, at Sandown really caught my eye. So congratulations to you and Andrea and George and the rest of the team there. Uh, four Australian Cups that's um, on your way to being the Cups King. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but anyway. Yeah, no, congratulations to you all. Well done. Good on you. Thanks, mate. All Greyhounds, every Saturday across Victoria. RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. Pretty happy Tommy Daly after taking his fourth Australian Cup last week. Fast times, um, Simone. Um, can I bounce the ball with Hecton? Yep, that 29.57 in the Australian Cup win at the Meadows um, doesn't get much better than that, does it? No. And, uh, Burn like fire for Ashley Terry, one in 16.39 up the Hillsville straight over the 300 there. Beast Unleashed for Jody Lagogiani. I hope I've said that right. At Sandown last Sunday, 29.42 over the 5.15. That's not bad for a tier three, is it? Or for a, uh, It was a maiden heat. Backed it up with a maiden wind final on Thursday night running 29.44. you got a smart uh, pup there, Jody. I think so. Alan Gerwin for Wendy Fasoli at sale over the 5.20 in a 29.43. Leprechaun Storm for Paul Bartolo, a 34.15 run over the 600 at the Meadows on Wednesday. The track record's a 33.91, and that was Dinah double one. So Yeah, that's getting down there, it, isn't it? It is, it sure is. Uh, Triana, 21.98 over the 3.90 for Sean Colson at Ballarat. Sean um, is a very diligent worker for the Delbridge Kennel, and mm. um, he's got a few of his own... That he's training, and this one's going quite well. And then lastly, Penny Pop for Jason Sharp, a 390 win at Warnable in 21 and 97. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Now, I don't envy your task this week. I do not envy your task at all. I'm just sitting on the fence, John. I'm just going to put two in and then an honourable mention as well. 
I can't. You can't compare Hecton and Fanta in their respective runs. They were both completely different distances mm. and runs, but both equally deserving, given the way that they finished those races off. But Extreme Magic Thursday night at Sandown. If you haven't seen that yes. run, go and watch the replay. That was phenomenal too. He uh, was. He didn't even look on the home turn like he was a winning no. chance. No, and so. uh, you just love to see that last split of the of the, of the last um, what. 75 metres in the straight. Mm. He sprouted. I know we yeah. used we used, we used the vernacular sprouted wings, but go and have a look at the... What race was it last night? Race... Oh, uh, was it free for all? Was it race eight? Seven or eight? Anyway, yeah. go to the GRV website and just have a look and um, you'll have to watch it a couple of times. You will. Uh, to really get... <laughs> get what the pup did. So a three-way tie pretty much for run of the week. And um, if anyone wants to argue with me, well, uh, come up with something that beats those. <laughs> That's Look, when you've got two, two G1s and a run like that, I, I think you have to mention them all. We'll take a break here on Talking Greyhounds. The other side, we'll have a chat to Dustin Drew and Michael Carter. Love your doggies. The Greyhound Leader, RSN 927. Doggy News, from start to finish. RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. And welcome back to uh, the program. JT and Simone Fisher with you on Talking Greyhounds. Time to hit the phones again. Simone, let's have a chat to Dustin Drew and Michael Carter who have a couple of big chances tonight in the Rich Horsham Cup. What's making news around the kennels? Good morning, Michael. A big night tonight, the Horsham Cup final. You've got Tiempo De Niro engaged from box four. He was the fastest qualifier. Gee, he really flew out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, he can do that. He can also miss it. So I just got to hope he does it again tonight. He just showed what he can do when he does begin well. And like you say, it's always at risk uh, early with him. But when he puts it all together, gee, he was very, very impressive. Yeah, like he's got a big motor and like when you you can do every all, all you want through the week and once you put them in them boxes, it's up to them. So he's he's good. He's had a good week. So just got to hope when the lids come up, he's the first thing you see. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. He's got plenty of acceleration, hasn't he? So if you can get a bit of a clear run early, you can expect him to accelerate and perhaps find a position early in the lead. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be, you know, like when you're in the middle, all you want them to do is just come out and run straight and give every dog their chance and just sort of got to hope he comes out in front of them. You mentioned during the week that he's the worst box dog in the race. Um, have you looked at it any differently? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not holding out much hope or you just um, you just need a lot of things to go right for him? Yeah, well, he's virtually got to do it himself. Like, he's got to come out like he did last week. And, like, as long as he's got his head in front of the dogs on the outside, like, he'll run a big race. And you prefer... Sorry? If if he takes the... Like, when he hits the ground, he takes off. But if he cops a bump, he he just takes very long to get going again. Like Like, racing these dogs, you just can't do that. No, not when you're nearly 40 kilos. He's massive, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He'll certainly let them all know that he's in the race. He's been a very honest chaser for you too, hasn't he? He's had uh, 36 starts now for 17 wins and 12 placings. It's a pretty good record. Yeah, like I said the other day, he um, 
every time you put him in there, he puts in. Like, doesn't matter. Like, his runs against like the fifth graders. Like, he's he just puts in. He, he comes from last. Like, he competes with these good dogs. He, he you know, like he just puts in. So yeah, that's all you want from him. He showed that a very impressive run a few starts ago, where he uh, ran down Mapunga Blazer in a twenty-seven ten at Horsham. He seems to really like this track too. Yeah, that was his first look there, and like he's um, like he just keeps finding the line. Like he just he knows where the line is, and he just keeps chasing for it. So you just got to hope he's. He's chasing a bunny and not a dog on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure if he um, can be somewhere near the lead, we're going to see an exceptional display. He's just turned three years old. He's done most of his racing over the 450s. Uh, he has had some 500-metre starts, of course. What do you sort of plan for him going forward from the Horsham Cup, Michael? Yeah, well, I just got to, you know, like, he seems to race better on the horseshoes, but like you just got to look for them races, like where he's, you know, where the good money is. And other than that, he'll be he'll be going to Sandown very shortly. But um, like he'll handle the big tracks. Like I I, I trialed him at um, the Meadows and he handled it pretty good. And like a big dog like him will get around Sandown better than the Meadows. And yeah, I'm like I'm pretty excited to get in there actually. Yeah, we'd love to see him at those city tracks for sure, and I think that does make sense uh, around Sandown. He probably will be a little bit more suited to that. Well, Michael, he made the final of the Warrigal Cup. He's in the Horsham Cup final tonight. All the best. Let's hope he flies those boxes for you. Yep, no worries. Thanks, Simone. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Good morning, Dustin. Thanks for joining us on Talking Greyhounds this morning. You've got a busy day and night ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, busy, uh, busy night. And fingers crossed, we'll need a bit of luck tonight, I'd say. Of course, you've got Solitary Girl in the Horsham Cup final. You and your dad, Ray, I, I must um, say, she ran second behind Jimmy Neewob in a great run in the heat last week. Uh, gee, she really pushed through early, didn't she? After missing the start a little bit. Yeah, she did. Um... You know, given it was a first look at the track, she's probably, she missed the start a tad and sort of got held up and worked hard. And, you know, Jimmy Newell won the, when he's out in front, he's pretty hard to run down. But she, I thought she stuck to her guns pretty well. I thought she did too. It was a, a terrific run. I really liked, I, I thought she showed a lot of, um, she chased very hard through that initial start, at, uh, the beginning of the race, I should say, just where she wasn't out. Early, she can run a four ninety eight and a five oh two at Sandown. She sort of didn't produce that or the equivalent at Horsham, but she just the way she showed tenacity to get through. Uh, I thought it was very encouraging. Yeah, it was. Yeah, look, I, you know, she. I think her last probably oh, seven or eight runs where she's probably she's just gone to the next level, you know. And then she, you know, she. I think she split four ninety eight. I think she ran eighteen sixty odd down the back at Sandown, and then. You know, the, I, was, I was a bit worried when she missed the start the other night, you know, whether she she's probably got a bit stronger. And, you know, I've, you know given tonight, though, like she's really going to have to come out running. You've got Tiempo De Niro on your inside who did come out running in his heat. Um, at the moment, you've got Gorovich jumping from box six after the scratching of Alpha Lucky. Probably the greyhound that you didn't want on your outside because he's quite a pacey type. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a very fast dog. Um, but... 
look, in saying that, you know, our bitch is, you know, the splits, you know, I know what she can run, you know, like she split 640 at Ballarat and that's, you know, they don't go any quicker, but given that, you know, it's a different class and Timpo De Niro, you know, he's a, I think he's a pretty good dog on the way up and, you know, she just can't do nothing wrong. No, it will be a test for her, definitely a rising class, but um, she's put in some very good runs at Sandown just before the heats running a 29.44 and a 29.47. I mean, that suggests that there might be bigger and better things for her as well. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, you know, you know, you always always got told, you know, that these sort of dogs, you need a good half a dozen runs, you know, against the really good dogs, you know, like, I think she takes on, you know, Ashton Debo, I think the best dog in the country, you know, and you know, and then out of range, I think two of his last five wins have been Group One wins. So, um, he's you know she's up against it tonight. But um, yeah, going forward, I think there's a massive future for her. You know, and plenty of those country cups probably really suit her. I think so. She's only just turned two, or just a bit over two now. Uh, so it does look like she might have a bright future ahead of her. And I just like the way she chases Dustin, and like you mentioned, she's getting stronger. She seems to have everything going for her, and this is just another stepping stone. Yeah, it is, you know, and it's sort of, it's funny, you know, like she, she won a maiden at Mount Gambia, this bitch, and now she's, you know, she's got to a group two, and, you know, it's just, it's fun. You, you just don't know how far dogs can go, you know, you find out against, you know, it's a big class rise racing against grade five dogs, and then you go into group race and it's, you know, you get found out pretty quick and she's, um, but she's improved with every start, you know, like I didn't, you know, probably 10 runs ago, I didn't think she'd run 29.40 at Sandown, but she has. So, you know, it's funny where they can end up and who knows, you know, the next 10 starts, 10, 15 runs can be, you know, we've probably got a racer in the good races and just hope she stands up. I'm sure she won't um, disappoint you because she certainly looks like she has got all the credentials for something to be, you know, more than just handy. <clears throat> the other yeah. thing, Dustin, Classic Capri won this race, the Horsham Cup, in 2001, and that was the last time that a bitch has won the Horsham Cup, so yeah. the, the pressure's on her. Yeah, the odds, look, you know, look, I'm a realist, and, you know, when you're racing against in these races, you just, look, if you're doing anything wrong, you get beat. It's simple as that. You know, the dogs are, you know, this race, is just, you know, it's a red-hot race, and, as I said, I think Ashton Deepy's the best dog in the country. You know, his form says that. And, you know, it's just, look, she's going to need a lot of luck, but you can't win them if you're not in them. That's right. Would you have preferred to have seen her drawn near the rails? Um, yeah, well, look, when the first box draw came out, she actually came up with box one. Yes. On the, <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, oh, well, you're some chance. And then I got a message saying we got box five. So, yeah, your uh, hopes changed pretty quick. But, look, you know, it's going to be tough ask, you know. Look, it doesn't matter where she comes from, you know. She's just going to have to come out running. And, look, she can, you know. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, she's going to have to do everything right. Well, Dustin, you've tasted Group 1 success yourself with Kilty Express uh, last year. So yep. I'm sure she's in very, very capable hands with yourself and your dad, Ray. So best of luck tonight. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher.
Yeah, Dustin Drew and uh, Michael Carter there, and uh, best of luck to the two guys tonight in the Horsham Cup. Dogs to follow, Simone? Well, last week's dog to follow got some wheels. He won at Ballarat on Wednesday night and paid a dollar eighty in the maiden final there, so definitely a greyhound to follow. He's um, got some talent. Yeah, too. I, I mentioned last week, I think they've, they've named this, this pup very nicely because uh, there's some speed to burn there. Where will they go with him? Launching I'm pad? not sure. Uh, I, d- I don't know. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure. They live around Sandown Way, Graham okay. Jane, so perhaps he's had a trial around Sandown. Hmm. Uh, just watch out for him anyway. Yep. Smart pup. Uh, my dog to follow this week, as I mentioned before, Beast Unleashed. He's had five starts now for four wins, a 29.42 when he ran a 4.94 early at Sandown in a grade six on Sunday and backed it up on Thursday night with a 29.44 win. Uh, ran five dead early. So plenty of early pace from this guy and strong as well. All right. Beast, beast Unleashed at Sandown in a grade six uh, will be uh, pretty hard to toss. What about a best bet, Simone? Uh, race seven, number eight tonight, Cluna Magic at Horsham in the Sylvia Penny Memorial. It races very well at Horsham, trained by Kevin Muggerman. Uh, plenty of early pace, but it's a, a tough race. But at odds, he may be worth having a few dollars on. Race seven, number eight at Horsham. Tonight, what is coming up this week, Simone, in the world of greyhound racing? Obviously, the Horsham Cup final tonight. Launching pad heats next Thursday at Sandown and the Community Greyhound Adoption Day at Sandown on the 17th, the same night as the Easter Egg Heat. So, mm. keeps, and it's, keeps and it's going, also, doesn't and it? And it's also St. Patrick's Day too. Oh, it is too. <laughs> It'll be a big day for the Irish. It well, will. Then, well, everyone's Irish on St. Patrick's Day, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, hey, Simone, you enjoy your long weekend? You too, John. In the meantime, keep those tails wagging, everyone. Short break coming up on RSN 927. The other side will switch codes and go talking trots. We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.